Hello and welcome to episode 114 of NOLO Time. My name is Ovid Velez and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, NOLO Time? Good to be with you all. Uh, pleasure to be with you, Obed, yet again. Oh, Ready sir. for another good episode? Very kindly, sir. Very kindly. How are you doing, man? Doing really good. Uh, you know, this has been a nice week. Um, you know, we, we've had some busy weeks prior. You probably remember us, uh, those of you that listen in, remember us mentioning how busy we've had. Uh, we were dying last, last week. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really, really busy, very fatigued. Um, we were exhausted, man. Yeah, I, I was, can't believe we actually got through uh, a longer than usual show last week because it was like a, about an hour and 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of content to talk about, but physically, our bodies wanted to tap out at uh, maybe the forty-minute mark. But we, no. we we got we get through it for you guys. You know, we, we enjoy this this time with you all, and uh, you know, so I'm glad that, that we're a little more refreshed coming into this. And Obed, you had a few days off too. Yeah, um, so that that's always nice. I did I did? I actually went to Magic Kingdom, and I find that um, on a Monday it, it was stupidly full. It was ridiculous. Oh, Everything was an hour wait, and it was super crowded. I mean, luckily I was able to score uh, a couple of fast passes when I when we got in the morning uh, to things that we wanted to do. So at least we saved, you know, a good two hours in line that we didn't have to, uh, you know, spend. But even even with that, just going around and doing, you know, like parts of the Caribbean, we did like a fifty minute wait, and you know, it was it was dumb. Uh, we really wanted to do. I've only done the uh, the uh, minecart once. My daughter's never done it, but I, I just refuse to wait two hours in line. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous, man. Hopefully, when Tron uh, opens up, that's going to help a bit with um, you I know balancing so. out that wait time a little bit more. I'm sure it'll still be long, but be maybe more bearable. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I think Space Mountain was around like 90 minutes. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I agree. When Tron opens, that, that that's definitely going to alleviate uh, some of the thrill ride woes that the Magic Kingdom has. Uh, that thing's coming along. That uh, the Tron, it's pretty uh, big. The coaster, yeah, it's gonna be nice. It's that's crazy. scheduled for what? Late next year or twenty twenty one? I think it's twenty twenty one, but okay. we'll see. Yeah, it's uh, it it definitely looks like it still needs. Uh, it's still quite a quite a quite a bit away. So, um. But yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. Weather was fantastic, so I can't complain about that. And uh, you know, we, we had a great time, man. We definitely, um, you know, deserved the uh, little break there that I had. It was pretty good. Tuesday uh, was one of those days that I didn't do anything. I did spend Joe most of my weekend or most of you know my weekend mornings with Star Wars Jedi Colin. Fallen Order, which is a weird title, but yeah, it is, yeah. uh, in my opinion, a pretty good game, man. Absolutely. Um, and we've been talking about it in, in the show since it got announced last year. Or not, you know, like, it announced in a very weird way last year. Um, I thought this game was going to get delayed, and in my opinion, it should have. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, in a minute. But, Joel, first impressions right, right off the bat, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I, I'm happy with what I've played, and I've only played a little bit. I've not spent as much time as, as you have, Obed, in it. Uh, you text me right away, dude, I'm loving this thing in the morning, and 
I was on my way picking up Chick-fil-A at that time. I was like, I'll get this later. <laughs> so, so I got to play it, uh, you know, the following on the Sunday. But, um, yeah, really, really impressed with, with, with the little bit of time that I did have on it. Um, you know, I, I like the, the mechanics. I like the uh, gameplay for the most part. Uh, it, you know, I know people have compared it a lot to uh, Bloodborne or Dark Souls. It reminded me, and someone else said this, you, you recall a bit, but it did remind me genuinely of Assassin's Creed in general. Um, just that 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 uh, stylism of you know of the, the the fighting style and some of the adventure part to it. Um, I I do like this. Uh, was what's the name of the robot? It's BD One, right? BD One. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like this guy. Um, BD One's cool. BD One's yeah. cool. You know, I, I like that. That's a nice touch there. Um, you know, generally speaking, I've not had any issues, but I know that I've only played a little bit on it. So I feel as though that when I get into it a little bit more, I might experience what I've heard from other people, even yourself. So, um, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, it seems like everyone seems to be happy generally. Like, it's not like a, a massive flop or, you know, we've, we've heard of games before that have literally failed at their launches. This is not one of them. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'm happy that they were able to get this out there. Yeah, we were we were a little bit concerned because the the embargo, the review embargo yeah. for this game was like nine p.m. the night before the game came out. It's usually like not a couple good. hours. Yeah, that's usually not a good sign. Um, but the game got really good reviews across the board, and I'm, I was pleasantly surprised with that. I was really excited because I had pre-ordered it after I said I was not going to, um, and I don't I don't regret it at all. And and it's it's good. It's a uh, um, I really like Cal. Is it Cal Castian? Is it? Yes. Uh, it's I. I like him, and you know, and and I think the the crew uh, from the ship. I like him a lot too. Um, that uh, um, that opening sequence. Oh, so this game has a, a lot of uh, set pieces. Like you notice that right right off the bat when you start playing the game, you have this set pieces in this young yard planet, basically. Um, and you know we don't. I don't want really want to go into spoilers, but there's some some a lot of really good like Star Wars, uh, you know, lore in that planet, and and I like that a lot. Go ahead, man. No, no, you're good. I'm saying you're right on. You're right on. Yeah, yeah, and I like it because it's like questions that we've asked. It's like why did they change yep. this to that, and and what did they do with this things and all that stuff. Um, you know, and what happened with this things after this thing happened in episode three, did that, that sort of thing, we, we, uh, uh, we get an explanation, uh, for a lot of that. And, and I like that, uh, a lot. It, uh, gameplay wise, it's, um, you know, I would say it's more, it's basically to me, it's Tomb Raider with a lightsaber. Um, okay. cause it's very similar to the Tomb Raider. Uh, in my opinion, the uh, the more recent Tomb Raider games, and um, I heard some people compare it to like Sekiro, basically. Like you get, you know, Sekiro, you only have your sword, that's your weapon. So basically, you have a lightsaber here, and that's your weapon. Um, and it's sort of like the same level design where uh, you have to come back to certain areas after you get certain, you know, force power or or thing or or you know, upgraded grappling hook and. Sekiro's case, um, so a lot of people are are comparing it more to that. Uh, I, I'm playing the game on on Jedi Master, uh, so I didn't start it on Jedi Knight, and and I find that the difficulty is, is it's fine. You know, I've died a lot, 
but that the problem that's where my technical issues with the game begins and and right. Uh, and you can actually go back and, uh, you know, Digital Foundry did two videos on, on the game already. They, they did a dedicated review uh, with an Xbox copy and they showed that the Xbox One, the Xbox One S version of the game or, or if you play the game on an Xbox One S, I should say, um, it, it, you're not going to have a good time. Like there's some major, major problems with the game. Um, some of these issues are, are not present on the PS4 or the standard PS4 version, but there are some problems. The first one being the load times. Um, the if load you die, time. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be next gen, right? Next gen is gonna be no load time, but <laughs> there's there's some load, some major load time here, Joe. Because every time you die is like at least a, a thirty minute, uh, thirty. I'm sorry, a thirty second load time. God, can you imagine a 30-minute load time? Oh, my goodness. I <laughs> it's like quit. S- not even Sega CD or Neo Geo CD, which is like a minute and a half. That was that was atrocious. But Pretty bad. Yeah, there's like a 30-second load time every time you, you die, basically. And, and it kind of stinks. You know, you have to like uh, wait for the game to load back up. Um, I ran into some issues with uh, textures loading. And, and the, the way that I that I put it when we were talking about this earlier today was basically it's like the, the same issue that we've saw uh, with the Arkham games on, um, on, on PS3 with the, especially with our um, Arkham city uh, where, you know, you would get into an area and the textures were like either not loaded or still loading. And you see the textures load up and pop in um, that, that I've, I've had that problem when loading the game initially, like if I'm, you know, my, the game the, I turn on my PS4, load the game up, load my, my save file. And that's when that problem happens. Um, but I've seen, uh, I've seen stormtroopers, APOs and, and move. It, it, it's, it's in areas that you're not supposed to see the stormtrooper, but you it's know, lagging but it's, yeah, basically it's, it's, it's not loading. Things are not loading yeah. as fast as they should. And that's the, that's the, the, the majority of the technical issues that I've encountered. It's been that. Um, and, and I've had, uh, I went into an underground area. I'm not going to spoil it, but I went into an underground area and then especially, you know, it was, it was a tight area. So when I moved the camera around, there was always a texture that was not there. And then he popped in, uh, or, you know, basically like part of the world was not loaded in and he just popped in right away. Uh, I saw a video of Xbox, basically like of Xbox one S that, you know, you basically just walking into air and, you know, and things not really loading at all. It was crazy. Uh, if, if you guys go again, watch the uh, the videos from uh, Digital Foundry. Those guys are doing the Lord's work over there. It's it's fantastic. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, the uh, there there's some issues with the uh, the PS4 Pro version, and I think it's more of like uh, load hitching. But there's no mm. textures, uh, it, no no texture and loading issues that that they've found. Um, and, and then the Xbox one X version is overall very solid. Uh, there's like no major issues with that. Um, you know, again, the, the PS4 pro versions, there's no issues with that at all. It's just, uh, there's some areas where it just, it'll hitch for a second load up and then it'll, it'll continue. Um, 
but yeah, man, overall, I, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm I'm having a lot of fun. I'm actually, I was thinking about it uh, earlier when I, I got home. I was like, man, I wish I could have a few minutes and just just hack a, a couple of stormtroopers on this thing. It's it's fun. Um, but yeah, I like whatever, you know, the, the lore that they, they're putting out there. And we already got a cameo, like, uh, you know, one of the major Star Wars characters early in the game, in a, you know, in a hologram oh, yeah. or a, in a holocron. So it, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. So I'm I'm looking forward to get surprises and um, but overall it's a fun game man I like it. Yeah man. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Uh, yeah, and I mean, and then the other thing, of course, being the Mandalorian episode two, uh, episode three comes out tomorrow. Uh, that was a that was a very different episode. There was a very little dialogue, um, but I was surprised to see Jawas in this episode, man. That was good. Yeah, uh, spoilers for those of you who have not seen it. If you haven't, you, what are you doing? Watch it now. Watch it now. Um, it's great. It's great. It's great. Uh, yeah, I like how, how these episodes in general are, are quite short. Uh, they're like 40-minute long episodes. It's fine. Um, to your point, Obed, same thing. Like dialogue is very minimal, but that's fine. It's like we're living life through – we're watching the Mandalorian live this life. They're not using a lot of exposition to give you backstory. The, the only part that we got somewhat of a backstory was that little flash in the first episode where we see him as a kid or whatever running away from the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the Empire. But uh, so there's more to be revealed about who he is. He's very mysterious, and that's fine. In this episode, you know, the the child is what this one was called. The second one, you know, it's really just that it's him protecting the child um, that we discovered in the first episode. And uh, you know, <laughs> I love, I love, love, dude, this little guy. How <laughs> uh, he just, especially so the scene where he's coming out and he's he's trying to, he wants to help heal him, whatever, yeah, dude. Yeah. And he just keeps picking him up, putting him back in the thing, comes the, out, reaching his hand out, wants to help him. So, so, so cute. cute. Yeah, so, so great. Cute. Yeah. Everyone loves it, dude. It's it's great. And, and yeah, everyone's that, in love with the baby. Everyone's Yoda, in man. love with this guy. I, it's my wallpaper on my phone, not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> but the cool news about this little guy too, I just saw this before I got on the show here, is that uh, you know, there were some conflicting reports from yesterday saying that there wasn't gonna be merch in time for the holidays. They wanted to push after it for spoilers. And then the, a report came out today from Variety just a little bit ago saying that they Disney is in full on push to get the merchandise out before the holidays. Of course just they the time are. Because everybody's demanding it. They know they will sell plenty of baby Yodas. Yep. So it's happening. Uh, you're very welcome. And so, <laughs> but the, you know, the funny thing is uh, one person that got to see the first episode, they told me, oh my gosh, I just hope we get to see him use the force. And boom, in this episode, yeah. you get a it, great force scene, dude. It was you great. The power yeah. and the intensity. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So you can tell that this race is, is very, very strong with the, with the light side very of the force. And, and it was very, you know. Uh, that scene was really good. I knew it was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be it, and then that's yeah, that's exactly what happened. It was very predictable, right? Yeah, because yeah, but it was uh, it was good. It was good, man. He got jacked up, like his armor got super jacked up by yeah. that um, uh, that that uh, rhino thing, and it was it was good. Just for uh, some food for the Jawas. Yeah. Also, we get finally, dude. We get the explanation. Remember when uh, when Darth Vader told yeah. Boba Fett when they were looking for the Falcon that no disintegration, we saw this. We finally saw what Mandalorian disintegration looks like. Cause he took some Jawas and he, he, he just got smoked. So good. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I liked it. It was a, it was a fun episode. It was, it was, it was like a, you know, fun thing, you know, hit, you know, seeing the, 
uh, the Mandalorian in the interact with uh, with the child and uh, then the Jawas just like, oh no, they you know basically they they looted his ship. I was like, yep. oh, and then he's and then it's like basically just full on disintegrating Jawas. It was it so was good. fun, man. It was it was a fun episode. It dude. really was. And then we see the uh, 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 the uh, a farmer, I guess, because yeah. I don't think he, they you know they've said a name um, was back and. Um, and basically, just like, oh yeah, it was like, hey, you helped me a lot. You, you, I'm gonna pay you half of, you know, my bounty. It's like, ah, oh, no. It's like your gratitude is enough. It's like basically, like, like the the guy knows what's up, uh, yeah. and he respects the, you know, um, the Mandalorian and what he did. It's like, oh, you you brought peace to my valley. That's that's my reward, basically. Yeah. So it was really I have good. Spoken. <clears throat> I have spoken. I just left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good character too. Uh, I he, agree. He was, he was good. Uh, that was uh, Nick Nolte, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah, yes. it was interesting. Yeah, All the prosthetics and everything. It was good. Um, yeah, I liked it. Uh, it was good. It was good, man. Uh, that I am again. I'm I'm on that train. I'm on the uh, I'm on the Same. Star Wars gear stuff, as you can see. I'm good. Um, but I'm looking forward to watching the next episode tomorrow. And there were some. Same. Uh, some pictures that got out um, this week for episode nine, Joe. If you want to go ahead and give us a little I, bit on that, yeah, absolutely. Uh, episode nine, full on swing marketing here as we're in the last push here. We are just days away, literally, uh, December 19th is when we're going to be having this movie in theaters. I'll be watching it in theaters within the first hour of its release. And so with that comes all the marketing, as I'm saying. So, uh, you know, there's some, some TV spots that have come out with some new footage. I'm trying to stay away from watching it. I've, I, you know, some of them are like 15 second, 30 second long things. And I've seen flashes of like, I don't want to see no more. Just yeah. stop it. Uh, so I've seen beware. a few things. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen those spots and it's not spoilers, but it's just, just, my point is you've seen, I think we've seen enough. I don't want us to start trying to put things together. Right. Is, is the thing. Let's, let's have a yeah. nice pure experience. But there are some nice images that I do believe are um, nothing uh, too surprising here that, that have come out. Uh, there's about eight new images, I believe, that came out for this uh, movie from Entertainment Weekly. Um, really bad uh, typography on the Star Wars font, the covers of, of these. I mean, it literally looks like Arial, like Microsoft Arial font staying Star Wars across. <laughs> like, geez, that's really bad. Yeah. But... Um, but in general, uh, really nice photos here. The ones that really stood out to me was the one of Ray getting some training uh, with the the uh, gosh, I don't know the name of this type of orb or whatever that that's used. It's, that, a, it's um, a training, it's training orb, yeah. Yeah, Jedi, training orb. Jedi that, training orb, yeah. Yeah, the, the Jedi's train with it. You know, we saw in A New Hope, and of course, we see in the uh, prequel trilogies as well that they use with. Uh, you know, with the young Padawans. So it's cool that she's getting her training on. She's building her confidence is what one of the quotes was said uh, in the article when she's using this, uh, you know, this training orb. So that gives a little insight of when she's running around that force that seems to be Endor. Um, she's really training there is what it seems like to us. And there could be more things that happen while she's out there, but that's the gist of what seems to be going on there. Uh, also, we get a nice image again of uh, Richard E. Grant, uh, his character with the first order, uh, you know, as a general. And uh, I still look at this guy and I get senses very strongly of the emperor. I'm very interested to see what, what's going on there. I've read some interesting things. I'm trying to stay away from it, but uh, should anything happen with him and a strong connection to the emperor, 
You heard it here first on the low time, guys. We'll revisit this video later on. Yeah, I guess um, we'll see. We will have to see. Another one, of course, is the, the Stormtroopers with the Snowtroopers as well. It's always cool how they build a mythology, right, with, with these characters. They're always adding in some new types of uh, militia or, or, you know, military for uh, the Empire, the First Order here. Um, really nice shot there in the snow. But the other one thing that really stuck out to me the most was just the covers themselves, right? They released these covers having... Uh, well, the you know the characters from the new trilogy, characters from the original trilogy, and, and then characters from the prequels, yeah. including the Emperor on the ones with the prequels. Yeah. Here's the thing that, that that kicks me about them for showing all of these things, and then there's a nice little quote in the article as well that talks about ain't the ancient Star Wars, and, and there's a nice quote from uh, from Terio, uh, one of the writers here that helped with JJ and. Um, he talks about how 3PO is going to be essential to the storyline of Star Wars, and it's the first time since A New Hope that he's essential to the storyline. But he also goes on to say that um, they're going they go that they go down deep into ancient Star Wars and come up with a come up with something refreshingly new. And I think that's the biggest thing is that we need to stick away from that. Mostly, we're sticking away from is the ancient Star Wars uh, language going on there. I think it's not uh, a surprise that from the marketing in general, they've not shied away from the prequels like they have in past films. Um, you and I talked about the Star Wars Celebration uh, featurette that came out that began showing, uh, you know, the history of star historical moments in Star Wars, including the prequels that they had not acknowledged before. Um, to that extent, or really, really showing them as connected, and and JJ seems to be culminating something here with this story uh, mm -hmm. that's going on for this movie. Again, now uh, from since that time we saw with the sort of celebration, now we're seeing uh, again these characters come to the limelight on on actual marketing material for the rise of Skywalker. You've got prequel characters, uh, Obi Wan. You've got Anakin. You've got uh, you know uh, the Emperor. So you know. Dude, I, I I think that there's definitely something that goes back into um, the memory bank of three PO and the ancients and his connection to what was before. You know, he's the only character there outside of R two that, um, and of you know, really outside of him and R two, the only ones that are really there that have a connection to the prequels and what happened there and their stories and. Don McGinty, Sweaty Nerd, talked about on the show before, the Journal of the Wills. These are the guys that are telling a story a long time ago in a gossip far, far away. So, so there's got to be some very important information, some events that transpire from the prequel films that most people are not looking at today that's going to connect directly, I Absolutely. believe, to the Rise of Skywalker. Absolutely. Especially the guy that's right there, front and center, Anakin Skywalker himself. Anakin Skywalker. I, I still think we're gonna, you know, get a, a big thing happening with that. Um, Joel, um, it's not it's not on the docket. I don't know how we missed it, um, but I did see this morning that uh, the next Star Wars movie is on schedule for a 2022 release. Yeah, and and apparently the uh, Lucasfilm is giving John Favreau more power. More power. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, if John Favreau takes over, um, I mean, the rumor is based on, you know, the, the reporting that IGN and tech radar put out there. And I trust that. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they're, they're, you know, trustworthy sites. They're not, it was a comics, cosmic book, cosmic book news. Com, yeah. Or whatever it's called. Uh, I, I basically the speculation is that, um, the, uh, the DB Weiss and then Benioff uh, movies that got quote unquote canceled 
uh, they've already had some work done basically with, you know, coming up with, uh, I guess, a concept or a story. And, and they're going to try to move forward with that with someone at the helm, with someone new at the helm. Uh, and that may indeed be John Favreau. We'll see. Um, you know, based on, uh, you know, his track record with Disney, I think that this is a, I, I, I think this is like an 80-20 possibility that this would happen. So, well, I guess we'll see whatever this he thing is. Yeah, uh, I I like that news. I heard about it too, Obed. I agree. It slipped us on our notes here, but I'm glad you brought it up and remembered it. I think the thing that that I'm more interested in, and hopefully hearing that gets added onto the creative team or have a more creative say from the film side is Dave Filoni because I loved what John Favreau has been yeah. doing, and, and as a director just in general, outside of even obviously Star Wars as things they do Mandalorian, but you know with what he's been doing with you know, Jungle Book and other properties, Iron Man, whatever, like. I think Filoni brings a lot of like that rich um, Star Wars knowledge and that little bit of that George Lucas swagger that's balanced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that could really help whatever they're working on. So I hope to hear that he is, has some type of, maybe he's a producer or some type of creative say, at least in what they're doing. We'll see. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I would like to see that. Uh, you know, there's no more news on that um, other than that is, you know, quote unquote, a mysterious project. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what it is. Um, you know, whether it be, Broom kit. Um, I still think that's going to be Ryan Johnson's thing, you know. But you know, I mean, a lot of people want you know want them to go back to like old Republic stuff. I I, would, I want that. I want. Uh, that. Yeah, I know. I know you do. I mean, I I just it will be cool to see like a, a like a Sith origin thing, right? And that would be Darth that would be cool, yep. you know. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I mean, uh, we we could get like a live action sort of Clone Wars thing, and I would like I would like like that too. That's true. So that would be interesting. Um, Joe Joker Joker keeps making news and uh, crossed the one billion mark, as I predicted. And um, yeah, I mean it's it's on it's it's right now it's sitting just under uh, the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, and Wonder Woman uh, as far as DC movies go, and um, ve very strong rumors uh, that basically broke out yesterday. Today there were some conflicting reports, but um, it's basically uh, saying that that Joaquin Phoenix and Top Phillips will uh, reunite for a sequel. Now there's all the rumors regarding what Top Phillips is going to be doing with DC, uh, and now that J.J. Uh, Abrams is going to be done with Star Wars and he has a new contract with Warner, uh, what's going to happen with that? So, Joe, what are you? What's your insight on this thing? Yeah. So first of all, yesterday uh, we said we got the first mm -hmm. report coming out saying, "Hey, Warner Brothers are in uh, are actively in the works right now at." Uh, you know, getting the next production set for Joker 2 and what that story is going to be and what they're trying to do there. And that the uh, work began on, on you know, greenlighting that, that project of Joker 2, uh, which is no surprise. Like you said, Obed, it made a billion dollars. And I, I think you even said it on the show. I know I said it to some people off here. I was like, look, if it makes a billion dollars, it'll make a sequel. If it doesn't, I, I predicted that it was going to, yeah, I predicted that it was going to pass yeah. uh, uh, Suicide Squad. And it did. You're yeah, not wrong. It and it should, and it should. It's a better, much better movie. But um, 
you know, it does. It makes sense when you hear these reports. So instantly, I was like, okay, yep, I buy into it. But the thing that was most interesting about the article that that comes out about them, uh, you know, greenlining the project is that uh, the report was that Todd Phillips was not only in discussions about coming back in for Joker two, but also talking about other DC characters' origin stories, DC villains to be more specific. And, uh, you know, some of the points of discussion in the article was two characters, one being Darkseed and the other one being uh, Lex Luthor. And so, you know, I, I'm like, you know what? I actually really liked that rumor. I thought that, you know, from the, the credible source that it came out with, it was one of those uh, trade trade pieces out there that, uh, you know, seemed to be quite legitimate. I said, this sounds like good news to me. And I'm also okay with them discussing potentially, uh, you know, one of the other characters having, uh, you know, an origin story. You and I even talked about, well, oh, Lex Luthor would probably be the one to do. Uh, grounded, historical, political, different things like that, yeah. right? Um, but then we have today, um, you know, come out right afterwards, uh, you know, saying that, no, they're not actually going to be working on this thing. Or excuse me, first it was Monday. We got the original story that I was saying before. Then it was Tuesday. We got the article saying that, no. It's not actually uh, happening. Um, this, there's no nothing. Warner's is not working on anything for a Joker two, and then today we get the no. Todd Phillips comes out and actually comments on it and says, "Yes, I have discussed Joker two uh, with uh, Warner Brothers and Joaquin coming back and us working on this project." And we have the he literally used the word negotiations, yeah. um, but he said that we have not discussed other DC characters or projects. Um, outside of that so it sounds to me and I, I said to you a bit off air that it sounds to me like they're really trying to do some negotiations through the press the initial article that came out to me sounded like something that would leak from todd phillips camp warner brothers ends basically saying we're not bugging we're not moving just you know basic understanding of demand and the you know and, and of course returning the investment you now have todd phillips come out doesn't want to be villainized as I'm making demand. So yeah. you know, I'm not asking for this stuff, you know, but I am wanting to do another movie. Uh, regardless, I think the, the the positive news is, guess what, guys? We might get more Joaquin Phoenix's Joker if that does happen uh, and the original director part of it. I've heard the complaints of some people saying, look, I think this movie is, a, people said it's a masterpiece. Do not make another one of it. Watching it for myself, I don't think they need to do another one of it. I would like to see that Joker evolve and be a part of the the universe, but maybe not uh, just his yeah. character only. Um, and you know, people. The other joke is like, look, Todd Phillips is cool, but you know, he ruined the Hangover when he got to the, the sequel. You know, like I'm not saying that that's a director thing in general. Most sequels struggle to recapture the magic of the first films. But I think that's a concern, right, going into it if you're just looking at it subjectively yeah. about opinions of what they could be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm curious to see where DC goes with being saying, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we've been saying it in the on the show for a while now with everything that happened since Justice League was going to be out and all this stuff <laughs> and, and all the drama behind Justice League. And like, we'll talk about that in a second. Yep. Um, I would love to see... Um, you know, like I said, a, a more grounded and developed like DC universe, uh, and they don't have to do like all of it at the same time. Uh, they could do it again, piece by piece, just like Marvel built their. You know, for eleven years they built you know up until Endgame. So 
Uh, they they can definitely just take their time with this sort of pieces, and and you know we got the Matt Reeves Batman coming. Um, you know, I get Andy Serkis got confirmed as Alfred on that one. Yeah, it's good. So, you know, um, <clears throat> we'll. I, I just I, I want to do good stuff. I haven't watched Joker yet. I can't wait to see it. Uh, I know it's coming out soon on Blu-ray. So yeah, uh, when it comes out, I'm I don't know if it's gonna be a buy or 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 rent. I'll rent it first and see how that goes. Uh, I think this is the probably not gonna be a, a movie that the wife will enjoy thoroughly. I probably will. Um, but very challenging film. <clears throat> yeah, we'll we'll see. But uh, just moving right along to you know DC again, um, Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, um, you know basically, and all the fans, and you know we saw Jason Momoa uh, earlier uh, talking about the Snyder cut of the film, and basically like they're they're behind it, like they want to see the the original vision come out, and man, I mean. I would love to see that now. It's like if they're if they're actually like the actors are behind that version of the movie, I would I would like to see that. Uh, to be honest with you, um, I this could be like a like a Richard Donner like Superman two uh, when um, you know for those of you that are not familiar, Superman two, uh, Richard Donner got basically fired in the middle of you know production or either or towards the end of the production. Uh, and he got replaced with another director, and you know he got he to put in his input. Of course, you know uh, things like reshoot and 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 you know effects and all this stuff are were completely different different back then. Um, but the the cut that we had uh, was not Richard Donner's. Uh, and then many years, like almost like thirty years later, twenty five years later, we get the Richard Donner cut on Blu-ray, and you know basically this is this could be which i heard i haven't watched it but i heard it's much superior to the other uh to the other version of superman too yeah i i'm i i'm i'm curious now like to like before it's like oh yeah the thing's not now coming out this you know it's just the fans being the fans and things like that right but now now i'm i'm for real curious to see what this cut of the movie would have been you know uh, with the difference in in lighting and and coloring and and how Snyder would have done it, um, now I kind of want to see it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's for a while the Snyder cut thing had been talked about, you know, but without a real confirmation from the director, I questioned if it was even legitimate. To be honest with you, like obviously, there's things that are filmed. But I didn't know if he actually had an edit together that even, you know, existed a, an actual cut. Like it wouldn't be a cut that's created, but an actual cut that he that he looked at and said, like, this is the direction I want to go with this. And because uh, I know how how you know they were right in the middle of production, seemingly or towards the end of production, rather, when he uh, dropped out. When you know, unfortunately, the family member, uh, the death of the family that, that transpired for him and his wife. Uh, and then, you know, when we come to Comic-Con uh, this last year, the 50th Comic-Con, there was a really large release to Snyder Cut campaign by the fans. They bought out multiple billboards and signage and bus stop signs and handing things out of release to Snyder Cut to really kind of bring awareness that, hey, look, like this is what we know. We, we know it exists. We believe it exists. And then Snyder himself 
starts confirming it by releasing multiple pictures. I've, if you follow the guy on social media, you've seen the pictures he's put out of like, this is stuff that I actually want to do in my cut. And he says, he actually makes it clear in one of his uh, posts where he says that he actually has not seen whatever they did with the movie, even wow. though he knows, he said he has not seen what they did with it, but he says, look, all I know is something along the lines of this was all I know is, you know, when I, I use a God to kill a God and he posted Wonder Woman killing Steppenwolf, which was going to be in the original uh, Snyder cut of the movie where she was going to literally uh, stab him seemingly with her sword to death, uh, you know, in a really epic uh, leaping scene there. So that's interesting that, you know, it wasn't going to be the way that we always see even just even just from a death standpoint of him being overtaken by his own creatures or whatever, like it was like fear or whatever. Like it was going to yeah. be a God killing a God, like little things like that to stand that out. So Batman stupid. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now nah, I'm afraid, you know, or whatever. Uh. But, um, but you know, it, you know, now knowing that he has come out, said that this is an actual thing that yes, there is a Snyder cut. Like he's actually campaigning for his own thing. And then the actors as well. You have uh, Ray Fisher who plays Cyborg. You have Ben Affleck. You have Gal Gadot. You have Jason Momoa. The only actor that has not publicly spoken about about the main caster is The Flash, Ezra Miller, which is not surprising. He wasn't that good. Sorry to say that on camera. Uh, But... You know, I can, I, you know what? I, I, I it's, it's forgettable. It's, no one, it's, no one's wearing his t-shirt. No, well, <laughs> no, it's not that it's forgettable. I think that him and yeah, him and Cyborg were kind of forgettable in the movie. Yeah, so Cyborg was he was super dry, but uh, but you know the Flash had its moments. You know, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with him. Yeah. Maybe for the fans, not for the the multitude. But uh, but, I multitude. <laughs> but I will say but I will say this though: if they do release a Snyder Cut, to your point, if this is a real thing and it does actually come out, uh, I would buy it. Uh, yeah. I would be greatly interested in watching it. Me too. So I preface that with the positive. The negative is I don't think it's going to make the movie that much better. I don't think it's like I don't think it's going to make where you're I like, know, man. oh my gosh, this went from like. Meh, because I don't think Just League is a bad movie. Honestly, I don't. Well, I, I, I'll watch it. Just issues with CGI and there's some some stuff in there, but it's not like a bad movie or anything. But I don't think it becomes suddenly like an amazing movie with a Snyder cut. I think it becomes more even more entertaining. So if the, the thing for me, right, is if if the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman is it's any indication, I, I'm I'm 100 in. Because that movie went from from a C plus to to a, a, a B to from a C minus to a C pl- to a B plus basically, uh, that movie is a completely different movie. It's absolutely great. I mean, uh, if it's tonally different, like Batman vs Superman, kind of continues the same tone, but it just gets a lot more heavier, which is what I like about yeah. the, the Ultimate. But like the tone of Justice League to me is just what kind of threw me for like a good time but maybe yeah. not a great time because it was it was you know it has color it's a little different compared to the other movies but mm-hmm. i don't know yeah uh, we'll see hopefully hopefully, hopefully it gets we'll done see. yeah we'll see uh joe let's take a quick break and we'll be back with gaming news joe let me tell you the sad story of the launch of the Google Stadia. Because this thing was launched Tuesday and we totally forgot that this thing was coming out last week and we didn't even talk about it. Um, so at first they said they announced that it will was going to be released with 13 games. Three of them were Tomb Raider games. And 
you know, it, it, it was definitely a less than stellar uh, lineup for the release. Um, Sunday night, very late on Sunday night, they announced that they were at 10 more games to the release lineup. Um, this thing launched basically a Monday night, um, you know, Tuesday morning sort of thing. Uh, and it's been a, it's been a, it's been quite a, quite a disaster in my opinion, man. Um, you know, there's no dedicated store on, you know, the, the service itself. You have to buy your games. Oh, and you know, again, to clarify, because people were, a lot of people were under the impression that this was going to be like a Netflix for games sort of thing. No, you have to buy your games. Um, so in order to buy your games, you have to basically download their basically like store app to your phone and you know buy your games there after that like latency has been bad uh they've the the game the games are not running as they should basically uh the the, the example that i heard was that destiny 2 was even even at 4K or quote unquote 4K as they advertised, it was a 1080p version getting upscaled to 4K, and and it was sort of running medium settings uh, as you would run on a on a PC. Um, you know latency issues again. Uh, you know Mortal Kombat's missing features. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, the controller's okay, I guess uh, for the most part. Uh, I don't think the controller is, you know, it, it's horrendous. I think it's fine, but I don't know, man. Uh, we we kind of saw this coming. What do you think? Yeah, I, you know, it, it, to your point, it was one of those things that really slipped by us, and you know, then of course they start seeing on social media the discussions around it, uh, their early reviews on it, and the same thing you just mentioned, the same thing that I observed from from at least the things that I you know, saw people write and, and share. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that you can't launch a brand new console with, uh, a brand new, uh, you know, <laughs> service with. Uh, Google, you know, really could have been hitting the ground in a really nice, new, innovative way. I don't think that they had to do anything too crazy. Like, you know, I don't think it was something that they, you know, they had to come in and try and compete with other people. I just think it was more so like, have a solid, you know, safe launch. And unfortunately, if your your games are lagging, if you're, um, to your point, like their their model is not what people thought it was originally. You know, oh, it's like you said, it's like they have games. No, it's not it's streaming games, but you still have to purchase the games that you're streaming. But if the quality of the services when you're streaming them are less than uh, just good or decent, then that's gonna, of course, affect your overall experience with it. And of course, if you know the morale is quite low on it, I don't think this is going to sell well going forward because they need you know you need that word of mouth from the 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 army of you know opening day people that purchase them and they're like I'm going to get this thing because it's new and I'm excited and then if people start having some decent good good things to say about it, then of course you know you see ramifications later on. I think we're going to see a very negative snowball effect on this thing, unfortunately. Yeah. So. How long do you think until they change the model to like a, a flat fee per month with games? 90 days, maybe? Yeah, I could see that. We could be, we'll okay. be in uh, early New Year's still, uh, some phase, and we'll start hearing reports on that. And the thing for oh, me, my point, Obit, is like 
how do you even price model something like that? Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, they only have a few games, but like if you're trying to build out a whole library and give people access in that way, I mean, what is that like 20 bucks a month? Like, how are you going to do that? Well, pri- like, you know, at a yeah. good price. So here's the thing. When uh, PlayStation now launched, it was like this. It was, you know, yeah. buy your game piecemeal and stream it. Right. Uh, yeah. And then we, they, and then they went with a $20 a month uh, sort of, you know, flat fee. Um, that worked for the most part, but you know, uh, subscriptions were very low. Uh, they, they didn't even reach like I, I think like five hundred thousand or something like that. It was not great, you know, considering you have a hundred million PS4s out there plus <laughs> PCs because you can run the service on PC. True. Um, and that now that they went to the the you know uh, ten dollar a month model, which I think is a great deal. Yes. Um that that brought you know uh, i think a third more so they they reached a million finally and you know ah uh, I, I, they they have to go to something like that i mean google's charging ten dollars a month for the service alone plus you know whatever games you buy uh, it's expensive uh, i think apple arcade is a great is a it's a much better deal than this thing yeah um you know in an apple arcade is just basically playing your phone uh, yeah, I heard that there's like, you know, color, like the colors are not displayed properly. And, you know, if someone else on your on your home uses Internet while you're playing Stadia, it just poops. It, <laughs> Sounds like early Netflix days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a disaster. Yeah. Oh, man, I remember those days when Netflix was like, you couldn't do anything else but watch Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those days. It's crazy. Um we'll see where they where, where this goes i mean we'll keep an eye on it um again I, I was never sold on this thing yeah i thought it was a cool concept you know but i liked the announcement ever, yeah. ever since then it's been more disappointing as more information came out exactly so little we knew at the beginning so it's like could be cool yeah no, i think that not. that was yeah i think that was what the big problem was yeah so i mean it, it is what it is for now i know that um we will see we'll see more in the future and i'm sure i'm sure this pricing model is it's going to change you know within the next few months it's it's not they're not going to wait long uh, because they're you know they're investing in, into you know studios and and uh, you know uh, putting a lot of stuff out there so uh, i really doubt that that they're just going to you know just close it basically so what's a fair price to you a bit for the consumer if you were going to purchase the streaming uh, you know pipe your games and the the network just for the service alone is like 15 bucks a month's fine yeah no uh if it, if it's gonna stream at the quality that they're saying it, it'll stream sure you know and based on the on the games they have right now i mean they don't have a lot but Not much you know uh that's a good starting point and and see how it goes so but we'll see man um, Joel, uh, a bit of fighting game news. Uh, first of all, uh, CEO is coming back to Orlando. So they're moving back from uh, Daytona to Orlando. They hosted the event at um, Daytona for the last two years. Uh, with uh, The first year was very overall. I think the event itself was great, but you know uh, the surrounding area, uh, it's uh, left a lot to be desired. It's uh, Daytona, so you kind of, yeah. I mean, if you, if you guys never been, it's uh, 
it's a it's it's a it's a wild it's wild uh, let's, let's leave it there i don't want to offend anyone from daytona uh, but it's moving back to orlando uh last year i heard was was much better but they had a two-year deal with the uh daytona beach convention center uh, they're moving back to orlando they have not said uh or specified a venue for uh ceo or ceo taku so they mean they may be moving from the Wyndham. um uh, as as far as I heard, um, I heard Joe that there was interest on moving the event to Disney, uh, which would benefit Disney with all this, you know, uh, gamers coming in and you know uh, also enjoying the parks and whatnot. Um, although they're they're FGC guys, so they're broke <laughs> uh, unless they win. So, but well, you know, Disney's Disney, and I know that Walt World Sports is uh, going to open their uh, esports venue this year. Yeah, that's uh, nice. uh, still TBD on that one, or not this year, but next year. Um, yeah. It's TBD on the date, but um, but they're they're ba basically uh, opening uh, their venue. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what what CEO comes up with the future. Uh, in the meantime, Joel. Um, the new Guilty Gear game has a name. It's uh, Guilty Gear Strive. Still no date. Basically, they're saying 2020. Uh, the game is looking better by the minute. And uh, I'm, I'm all in. And uh, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, it's definitely... I, I watched some of, the, uh, um, uh, some of the footage from the event this past weekend. And uh, I am very, very impressed. Uh, this could very well be a next game, a next next gen game, Joe. Um, to be honest with you, the way this thing looks, um, we'll see. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it looks, it looks great, and uh, everything's a placeholder based on what they said. It's like you know, moves could change, damage can change. Uh, of course, the uh, the UI, which is something that I brought in, uh, basically the HUD, something that I talked. Um, about when the game was revealed uh, that looked very plain. That's like, oh, that's placeholder. We're, you know, we're going to rock it, basically. Um, so, yeah, good stuff. It's uh, I'm looking forward to this one, man. I agree. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, and moving uh, to the competition, or, you know, uh, the, the, or the guys that's still on top, at least for now, uh, Street Fighter Five. They announced that uh, first Gil uh, from the, the final boss from Street Fighter Three uh, is going to be added to Street Fighter Five, and they also announced that Street Fighter Fives will will have a new version called Street Fighter Five Champion Edition that's coming out February fourteenth, if I'm not wrong. Yep, February fourteenth, twenty twenty. Thirty dollars, and you get basically everything. Uh, you know, uh, 40 characters, 34 stages, over 200 costumes. You get absolutely everything. If you already own Street Fighter V, you can buy uh, this upgrade for $24.99. And uh, they're adding a bunch more stuff. They're adding new V-skills. Um, they're, you know, changing character portraits. They're redoing some of the characters. Uh, I saw that they changed Ken's face, Joe. Freaking finally. It only took him four years. <laughs> should have been, been a point for a while, man. Should have been a patch the month after, oh, man. Geez. And it took him four years, but Ken's got a new face. Maybe now we should patch his face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
but it looks it looks like they're adding uh, quite a few things. Uh, am I in or not? We'll see. Uh, I'm so bad, <sighs> dude. Conflicted. It's like I every, sense every conflict time, in you. Every, <laughs> every time I see something new for Street Fighter, I was like, man, I should I should just go back and play Street Fighter and. It's just that I can't find the time to just dedicate to practice. And and if I play, I just want to go online and do stuff. And then and then it's awful because I'm out of practice. And but I I really 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 want to get back into it. Um, and now with Guilty Gear, uh, like Guilty Gear has got me really excited. Like I really want to play that game. Like like seriously play it. Like not not play it. You know, play arcade mode and finish it. Like I really seriously want to play that game. So we'll see. Uh, this may be the one that brings me in because I haven't been back to Street Fighter in like two years. So um, so we'll see. And um, yeah, but I, you know, it's it, it's something that's got me excited. Um, and next year, for the most part, I mean, other than you know the Last of Us that's uh, that's announced, uh, there's it, it's pretty dry. I mean, we got the uh, you know Persona Five R and and the uh, um, and the other Persona Five game, the uh, the Muso game that's coming out. Maybe um, you know I'll grab one of those. Uh, we'll see. Um, but in the meantime, I may I may just go ahead and and buy uh, this Champion Edition and see if I see if it'll get me in. We'll see. Joe, final bit of news that we have here. There is a patent for what look, seems to be the official final look of the DualShock Five, as they're calling it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you first. First impressions. What do you think? I mean, it doesn't look that different. And that's what everyone's saying. Like, it's not that drastic of a change and that's fine because i really love the ps4 controller like dualshock 4 like compared it, it puts all the other dualshocks to shame in my opinion like it's you know the other ones like you know as much as we might like our playstation consoles like there was always a lot of room for improvement in the controllers uh you know i'll give it to microsoft they have really nice uh, comfortable controllers for their xbox uh, you know, consoles and and for a while Sony really struggled there. So I think with PS4 they got off on the right note with comfortable controllers and DualShock 5 seems to be continuing that. It looks a little bit bigger. Reports are that it's a little bit chunkier. Uh, the, the the interesting thing that stood out to me the most was that the touchpad is still there. Like yeah. that's that's something that I actually thought would go away. I I feel like there's more to be used with that. Like I feel like there's it's been used mostly as a button, you know, which is which is cool. But I feel like there's there's got to be some cool stuff that they can do eventually with it more as, as developers figure out yeah. how they want to utilize it. I don't. There's not many games that really utilize it in a cool way. When I remember when Assassin's Creed uh, Four, that was one of, like the first times I actually used it for like a map and like open stuff up. I was like, there could be some cool stuff you could do with this. Yeah, there was a uh, infamous Second Son used it yeah. for for some of the uh, um, uh, some of the quick time stuff. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, not not much use other than it being a, a button. Uh, yeah. Joel, I'm sending you. I'm sending you a link so you can take a look at that. Okay. Uh, but it looks just like the Scuff Vantage controller for PS4. If you look at it, uh, uh, with the exception that the the sticks are not offset, they're uh, uh, they're uh, uh, basically lined up at the bottom. Uh, but it looks just like a Vantage. You, know, you, you don't have the light bar uh, based on on the patent, uh, and its shape looks very much like a like a Scuff, except 
for the uh, the the touch bar, the touchpad um, seems to be much larger than the one on the on this cuff. Uh, I you know confirmed that it's USB C, so we can see the USB C port on the on the patent. Um, there's something very interesting, Joel. I don't know if you noticed that it has two jacks at the bottom. Uh, maybe yes. maybe a dedicated uh, microphone jack uh, separate and than the headphone. separate than the headphone so you can use uh, a headphone and a dedicated mic um, you know kind of like you can use like a like a full-on pc um, mm -hmm. headset where you have you know your your mic and your um, and your audio um, coming out of two separate cords so maybe that's why they did it maybe they have one universal jack and one uh, and you know, and, and then a, a second jack in case you want to use uh, a PC headset. But yeah, I mean, it looks it looks good. It looks comfortable because it looks a little bit bigger. Uh, the, the grips look a little bit bigger. Uh, that's always welcome. Um, we we will see. There's very, there's lots of rumors coming out uh, again that the uh, saw another rumor this week that. I guess November 2020 for 500 is what they're targeting. Um, that's basically what I predicted. So you yeah. know, that that's that I I think that should be their move uh, based on specs and um, based on. Uh, I saw another article today saying that uh, performance wise, it it's it's doing better than uh, than the Scarlet. So no, no surprise there. Yeah, I think they're they're making sure that they're fine tuning sure. this thing to be uh, uh, to be a powerhouse. I know that they that you know uh, Xbox may have some better you know uh, library tools and whatnot, but yeah, for sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, if you if you have the the proper tools uh, like the with the PS4, right, uh, and and you have the you know good hardware, um, you can you can take this thing far. So I'm curious to see what all this is gonna be like. Uh, maybe this will fix the issues with Jedi Fallen Order when, when we play it backwards compatible. It's very important. <laughs> it's very important. Uh, it's a good game, guys. Go go and get it. Um, you know, it's the, the have zero microtransactions. You can't complain about this one. Have zero, on. none of yep. them. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where this goes. Uh, I'm excited. Excited for next year. Um, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. A lot of interesting stuff coming out, and um, yeah, it's gonna be a great year for uh, gaming again because we've had a we've had uh, the last two years since we started the podcast. I think it's been like, solid, solid good, two years. Man. Oh yeah, some good years for for the show for sure. Of good stuff to cover. Um, one thing really quickly to point out though with yeah. the controller a bit is yeah, like to, with the scuff uh, with you said you really you agree I agree it does look really similar to that that uh, controller uh, that you sent me here but you know I was thinking like even with the you know with them removing what it looks appeared like they're removing the light bar from the controller which really was not <laughs> being utilized at all you can't really see it from where you're sitting yeah. and yep. like it doesn't make sense it's probably it's up your battery what yada yada, yada. but yep. if they do for some reason want to still use that tech that they were trying to integrate where it would you know maybe show close to your health or whatever that kind of thing i mean they could maybe even make the touch bar glow or something like there could be something in there that we don't know about you know, probably, if they really yeah. wanted to or even the triggers glow i don't know like there's probably ways around it if they really want to so i feel like when we see the final design like in its 
hey guys this is what we got like it will make more sense yeah yeah they probably have some sort of indicator on the top of the of the touchpad like um like the revised model of the DualShock sure. 4 where you have the little line on top of the touch bar yeah uh, so maybe we'll get something like that like because it has to have some sort of indicator yeah um, so that's probably gonna be it that's probably gonna be it uh i know that the uh the light bar was done for uh more for the uh the uh playstation camera yes. for the uh motion tracking, tracking on that yeah so that that was why uh it was it was like that um but if they're taking out the light bar that means that the next vr uh headset that they're going to release it's probably not just not gonna use that and it's gonna use some some other you know motion sensing check sure. on it so uh, so it's cool. It was one less thing. You don't have to have a camera for your VR, probably. So yeah, it's going to alleviate a lot, of, a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, but Joel, that is what we got. Unless you have anything else, let's go ahead and wrap it up, man. No, I don't have anything else. I do want to give you all a PSA. This coming week is Thanksgiving here in the States. And so Obed and I will not be having a, a new episode drop this coming week. Uh, I know sad to i really enjoy doing this but it's also important we recuperate uh, you know get refreshed and we'll come back more with some more really good content but with that it's our invitation to make sure you guys stay subscribed to our show make sure to follow us subscribe to our show um, on itunes google play soundcloud and spotify also want to make sure to remind you guys to follow us on our social media at no load time that's at no load time on facebook twitter instagram and twitch also want to make sure you guys know you can send in any comments, feedbacks, feedback to us here. So send an email to nolotime at gmail.com. That's nolotime at gmail.com. Thank you all so much again. And we look forward to seeing you guys on our next episode when we return. Thank you guys. And if you're in the States, have a good Thanksgiving. We'll see you again next time. <laughs>